Hi, I'm Shay, and welcome to Kombucha and Color. Kombucha and Color is a weekly podcast hosted by me, Shay Dyer, a yoga teacher and creative graphic designer, and Anna Marsh, a functional medicine practitioner and women's health coach with a love of all things health and fitness. This podcast is here to inspire women to embrace health and live life bright. You can find more about me, Shay, at shaydyer.com. You can find out more about me, Anna, at annamarshnutrition.co.uk. And each week we will be bringing you inspiring content for a healthier and happier mind, body, heart, and soul. Hi, it's Anna. Ever since I was a child, I wanted to study the power that food can have on our health. When I started practicing as a nutritional therapist a decade ago, I realized that what is just as important is the relationship that we have with food. This is very often a mirror for the relationship we have with ourselves. Through my own personal journey and health challenges, I was forced to dig deeper and understand things that go beyond just our physical bodies. I learned the importance of working with the whole person to create a balanced body, mind, heart, and soul. I'm now passionate about using my diverse toolbox to help women slow down, take better care of themselves, and ultimately cultivate a life which is a reflection of self-love. If you feel like this is speaking to you, I created a 43-page guide nine steps to love, nourish, and connect with your body to create an energized life with a happy heart and soul. You can download it for free and join my Grounded Goddess community for even more inspiration by visiting groundedgoddess.co.uk forward slash nine, the number, hyphen steps. That's groundedgoddess.co.uk forward slash nine, the number, hyphen steps, S-T-E-P-S. I'm looking forward to seeing you in the community. Welcome everyone to another episode of Kombucha and Color. It's just me and Shay chatting today and today we're going to talk about... Anna's pointing her fingers at me as if I'm supposed to (laughs) spray out the words that we're going to be talking about. Um, But yeah, welcome. Um, What we're talking about today, and I thought we'd just do a little bit more of like a general chat, a catch-up chat, but I have recently been listening to Rachel Hollis's book, Girls Stop Apologizing. And in this book, she shares a lot about her journey as an entrepreneur. And actually, I didn't really know much about her at all, but I'd heard this book being repeated and I thought maybe this is something that I need to listen to or need to read. And I just downloaded it on Audible. I had a free credit and I started listening to it and it's been really quite good in terms of really go get it. It's very motivating. It's very much set your goals, strive for what you want, you can achieve. So it's very go-getter, um, which is amazing. And I think lots of people need that in their lives to get themselves going, get their businesses up and running and know that they can achieve something. But what came up for me when I was listening to this book and she talks about her journey of becoming a mother and she's got four young children, but she's built this entire massive empire of a company. And she talks a lot about the hard work and the hustle that it's taken to get there, which no doubt it has. Like anyone who's built a massive business or who's running their own thing, like it takes a lot of work and a lot of effort. But she speaks a lot about this idea of sacrifice and this work-life balance. And her whole thing is that work-life balance is a fallacy. Like it doesn't exist. Like there's no such thing as work-life balance. And you either have to be focused fully on your work or focused fully on your home. And you can't 
blend the two. And she speaks specifically about, you know, having to, having to miss bedtime to their children and having to miss family occasions and having to, you know, everyone else is playing outside by the pool and she's at work and, you know, she'd drive her child to a karate practice, but then would be on her computer the whole time, like doing all the things that she needs to be doing. And she's kind of saying she's very supportive of working mothers who, you know, have that ability to be able to be flexible, to take their children to soccer practice or karate practice or whatever it is. But it's her choice to work in those, in that time and kind of be present with her work rather than with what she's doing, because that's her goal and that's her vision and that's where she's wanting to go. And it's made me reflect a lot on this idea of values because I guess the people that I have always held in high regard of who they've achieved a lot in the business or where I see myself potentially being somewhere like that one day. Um, and I speak specifically about someone like Yoga Girl, Rachel Brayton. She's like a massive role model inspiration for me. But if I reflect on how she's got to where she has, she also speaks a lot about this idea of having to be removed from her family who are out and doing something enjoyable and she's in her room podcasting or doing something or working on something. And I think she shows a very balanced work-life balance in her social media, but I don't think that's necessarily the full picture of how much she's had to sacrifice time away from enjoying her life in the present in order to get where she's got to. And so it's made me reflect on what are my personal values? Am I willing to sacrifice, you know, time with my husband, relationships in order for me to achieve those certain things. And Rachel Hollis in this book was saying, you know, she was early married and it was her goal to build this business and to get everything up and running. So she, she said, of course, it would be nice to sit on the couch with her husband and enjoy time with her husband, but she wanted to get on and do her goals and do her things and, you know, build a business, which is amazing because look at what she's achieved, like amazing. But it's made me reflect, like, do I want to during the week or whenever it is, distance myself or not have that time with my husband, which is to me a very important key aspect of my life. And it's one of my values of building a strong foundation together. That's, am I willing to sacrifice that, sacrifice that in order to build another dream? So I thought we'd have a, like an interesting conversation about this idea of values and building your business and goals and goal setting. And she's got another system that I want to bring up later, um, the 10, 10 and 1. So we'll circle back onto that. But I don't know, Anna, maybe just you also want to speak about this in terms of your business experience and where you've gone in life from a place of values. Yeah, gosh, it is such a big thing, I think, to pick apart. And I, I have a lot to say, I think, based on personal experience. And I think the very first thing is being clear on what we really want and not necessarily just like from a work perspective, but, you know, because it would be nice. Oh, yes, I want like a six-figure business or seven-figure business. I want to have lots of money. I want to do this. I want to do that. Da, 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 da. And sometimes our definition of success can be an inherited belief system that is not ours. And I've been working with this actually recently in my Grounded Goddess group program with one of my goddesses. Um, we've been talking a lot about um, success and her definition of success versus maybe like her father's definition of success or her brother's definition of success and how sometimes we just have this picture in our mind about what it means to be successful before we've actually sat down and thought about exactly what she said, what, what is important to us and what we value most and are the sacrifices which are required worth it. And one of the things I find with most of the women I work with is that they lack clarity because we just kind of, 
and I've been here too, is just we kind of bumble through life doing stuff, being busy without ever taking that moment to slow down, step back and get clear on what is it we actually want and what is it we actually value. In my program, we do this process, which is called a soul values process. And it's basically to help my clients get clear on the values of their soul. And so the way that I describe values to my clients is like the, the training lanes on a, um, when you go bowling, you know, you can put up those, those barriers so that the ball doesn't go into the, the gutters. And so if you think of the, the, the 10 pins at the end of the lane, that's your goal. That's your outcome that you want to achieve. And then your values are the training lanes to help guide the ball to the the 10 pins so that you can get your strikeouts or whatever it is that you want to achieve. Now, if we don't have our values in place, what happens is the ball goes into the gutter, the ball goes into the gutter if you're really bad at bowling. And then you never really successfully get to where you want to be in a well-aligned way. And so I think here it's about, first of all, knowing what you want to achieve and then also with the values piece is what are the parameters in which you you are you are willing to stay in alignment or what are the parameters that are going to keep you in alignment with yourself because i've been in this position personally where when i first started my online business i had a male business coach and i think i can see now in hindsight and obviously you know you learn through going through all these experiences is i think i just picked up an idea of what a successful online business should look like based on what I was being told by someone else. And what happened was that I was just working, 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 working and creating a business which was actually totally out of alignment with what I believed and what I valued. And it burnt me out completely. And Actually, in the beginning stages of my business, I turned over more money in my business than I've ever turned over in my business, but I was the most unhappy that I've ever been. And even though my business was turning over a lot of money, the profits weren't actually that great because, well, I don't want to say they weren't that great, but there was so much going out as well. And so I kind of got to this point where I was like, this is just no longer working for me. And over the past few years, as I've been through this process of slowing down, what I've started to think about is what do I really want to do with my time? Because to be honest, I don't want to be speaking to clients back to back every day. I want to be able to watch the sun come up and go for a walk and do my yoga practice in the morning. And I want to have free time in the evening to switch off and relax and not be speaking with people after five o'clock. And I started to think about more and more, like, what do I want for my life? How much does that actually cost? Like, how much money do I need to make so that I can afford what I value the most, which actually isn't that much at all when you break it down? And then, what business model is going to give me that? And so, I think, you know, this was obviously a process that I had to go through and it was a learning experience I had to go through. But what I realized was that in order for me to, like, jump ahead with my business or for my business to be turning over more money. It was also going to cost me more money, which means I just had to work harder. So at the end of the day, it actually, what I've actually worked out um, specifically in my business is how I can 
earn the most working the least and then still have that work-life balance, so to speak, because it isn't important to me that I'm turning over hundreds of thousands of pounds. Mm. And do you think the concept of a work-life balance is a thing? Do you think that it is manageable, doable, or do you think that I'm speaking probably more from the freelance perspective, because I think when you run your own business, like there's just no off button. Like sometimes I look at Warren and he, he goes to work, he gets up, he goes to work and then he leaves work and he literally leaves work. Whereas I think that when you're a freelancer or you're running your own business, you're always trying to think of, okay, how can I get the next thing? How is this going to keep moving forward? Like what's coming in next? Like where am I moving to? Like there's a constant having to be in your business. So do you think that there is a work-life balance that is available to people who are freelancing or who have their own companies or doing their things on their own? Gosh, I think that's such a difficult question to answer because if you ask me today, I would be like, there's no such thing. <laughs> today? <laughs> you say today, no such thing. Yeah, just because that's how I've been feeling at the moment. I think today, or just actually, first of all, to preframe is what I think happens when you run your own show is there are highs and lows and there are periods of hustle and there are periods of flow. And one of the biggest lessons is to learn to ride the wave. And today where I'm on the wave is that this morning I woke up and I felt actually just, I've been, had a really busy week. I've been feeling very frustrated because I've been busy and I'm also doing some new things which aren't in my zone of genius. I'm learning new stuff. It's stressful for me because it's out of my comfort zone. And I just felt incredibly frustrated with the amount of work that you have to do when you run your own show to continuously be marketing yourself, keeping the business coming in, putting yourself out there so that you can actually do the thing that you love to do, whether that is teaching yoga for me, coaching clients, um, creating educational content to help people, whatever it is that you love to do in your business. I sometimes feel like that's 25% of what you actually get to do. Mm. And the other 75 is the, the marketing, the admin, the learning about Today, I've been learning all about Facebook ads, which is my like worst thing. Oh, that's my worst um, nightmare as well. Exactly. <sighs> like help it. the graphic design. Da, 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 da. So it's, uh, yeah, today I've just been feeling that weight. But then there are, I guess there are perks of the job in the way that to a certain extent, I do get to run my own calendar and I do get to say, if, you know, if, if I don't have appointments in my diary, I could take that time off, but it's actually just having the discipline when you know, you've got a hundred things on your to-do list to be, I'm going to take a free afternoon Mm -hmm. because sometimes your brain is just spinning with all the things that you've got to do that you almost feel like, Oh, maybe I should just sit down and do these things so that I'll feel better. But the challenge is that there's always more to do. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Is, is there a work-life balance? I think we can choose better practices, but it's not always easy. What do mm. you think? I think a lot of it comes down to boundaries and knowing yourself and what you are available for, because like I've been offered now another teaching job on a Tuesday evening, and it's my one free evening during the week that I have with Warren. So I'm in this place of, okay, so if I take another teaching position on a Tuesday evening, which is a little bit further out than I would like. On the one hand, it meets my goals because it's 
here I am, it can reach new people. That's potential people to come on retreats. That's potential people to sign up to my Move, Breathe, Create platform. It's reaching a new audience. It's a new income stream. But on the other hand, I've got this value that I have. And the value is spending time, quality time with my husband during the week because on Monday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night, I get home later. And so I lose out that time. I don't see him in the morning. So what is more important to me? Is it more important to have that extra class, which could potentially lead to something else that's really exciting for my business, new networks, communities, all of that? Or do I value, or do I put my values more on the line and say, actually, I'm protecting this space because it's my one night of the week with Warren. So it's it's put a lot of things into question for me of what are you willing to sacrifice? And I think that what makes it so hard is because often those two sacrificing things are on opposite opposite scales. So the one is very material, it's financial, it's business orientated, and the other one is heart-led. But it's not to say that my heart doesn't want both if that makes sense. So I think that's the challenging thing is to really sit down with yourself and get honest and truthful about what it is that you want and then creating boundaries to support that. Yeah. And I think it's like there, what's happening is your bowling ball is bashing up against the, I just dropped my pen on the floor. The the bowling ball is, um, you know, bashing up against that barrier and you're like, Oh, do I let them down? Do I keep them up? Do I let them down? Do I keep them up? And you know, where, how do you, get to where you want to go because where you want to go is it is this business success, but it's also this healthy relationship as well. And it's finding a way that we can have both. So sometimes it's also about like looking at is, is there another way that you can meet this need and keep your values intact? So for me, when I let my values down, when I don't care about my values, then I can, it's, it's more like then I'm, then I'm really striking for the goals. Then I can really, really easily bash those goals because my goal is to increase my business, increase my revenue, increase everything. When I don't focus on my values at all, that's like, I'm going straight for the 10 pins. But if I have the values, it's like, it's in opposition to the goal. But your, your goals are specifically, you speak specifically to the goals in business, but would it be fair to say your goals are not only to succeed in business because your goals are also to relationship orientated. So most people will have goals in health in wealth and in relationships. Mm. It's not just one goal. So Mm. when your values aren't intact, then you may achieve in one area, but not across the balance within life. Or I suppose that that then relates to this other concept of if you've got those three different areas of your life, you've got health, wealth, and relationships, there's a sacrifice in one of those aspects in order to achieve something else. So I can be sacrificing in my health in order to achieve my business, or I may be sacrificing in my business achievement in order to really bolster the relationship that I have. So yeah, it's about, I get, I don't know if, if there's a way to evenly pie that out so that you get 30, 30, 30. I don't know. But like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I really hear you because I think of myself and, you know, how I've, um, it, you know, obviously it wasn't done deliberately, but how I've sacrificed my health um, in pursuit of my business over the past few years. And, and that was because there was an inherent belief inside of me saying, you, you have to survive, you have to survive, you have to make enough money, you have to be successful. But the way that I was going about it was not good for me. And 
it was then through actually experiencing poor health that I had to shift gears and start to learn to do things differently. So I also think that there are infinite potentials and there are infinite possibilities. That sounds very George Spencer. I've been doing lots of his meditations recently, so that's maybe where it's coming through. But there isn't only one way to do something. And so I think it, sometimes we need those pain points. Like if you took the class and then like things with you and Warren weren't good, then you would reevaluate. And sometimes we need those pain points to, to steer us back. And that, that is the, the trigger, which then helps us find more resourcefulness to find another way. Because I do think that there are other ways. And where I'm at in my business, I've also been feeling a little bit weird right now because last year I really had to take a step back just due to my health. And, and that had a negative impact on my business. And I feel I'm in a better place now to gain more momentum. So I'm thinking a little bit more about marketing and this and that. And you have all these gurus saying, this is the way to do it. You can't do it that way and this way. But really, is that true? I know that some ways have been tried and tested and there's better ways to do things than others. But I also think there are some people who have amazing success not following any formula, but following their hearts because it's a way they've found some way to achieve that's been self-created and aligned with them. Mm. And those are the trailblazers. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think, I think to come from a place of alignment is always like the first, first priority, because I think when you're aligned, then you in, in congru- you are in a state of congruence with what you believe and with your values and with everything that feels true for you. So Yeah. But another practice that Rachel's got from her book, which I thought was quite useful, she calls it the 10, 10 and one. And she says to, this is terms in terms of um, talking about your ideal life and your relationships and it's your goals and everything that you're wanting to create for yourself. And it's interesting because at the beginning of this episode, we spoke a little bit about this idea of creating a really clear and getting clear and specific and getting clarity. And I've just recorded an episode. You can hear it. um, It'll be episode 93, I think, of Dr. Tara Swat talking about the source. And a match of that is about creating this very clear vision board or action board for what you're wanting to um, achieve for yourself because you will never hit a target that you cannot see. So you have to have this clarity. You have to have everything laid out of what it is that you're actually moving towards because if you don't, you're going to just stay in the same Thing, day in, day out, day in, day out. Like it has to be really tangible and an embodied feeling of it. But you can listen more to that episode in a, in a previous show. But something that Rachel does, which is this 10, 10 and one, is that she says, picture yourself in 10 years from now. So the first 10 is 10 years. And what does yourself or your future self look like in 10 years? And get really granular with it. Get really, really specific and be as grandiose, be as audacious as you possibly can. So what is yourself wearing? Where do they live? What are you doing? Who do you speak to? How are you feeling in your body? What does your body look like? What are you eating? What does your breakfast look like? Um, what are you making on a, in a day? Who are you talking to? What engagements do you have? Do you have a family? Do you have a husband? What do they look like? What is your partner? Like, Get so specific, get so granular on what it is that you're doing, where you're living, what your house looks like, what it smells like, what it tastes like, all these things to build this really layered textured picture for yourself of a 10-year plan of, not a plan, but like a 10-year vision of what you truly aspire to and let it be as wild and crazy as you possibly can. 
And then once you've done that 10-year plotting out, then you narrow it down to 10 dreams. So what 10 dreams would get you to that thing? So perhaps if you are feeling like super wanting to be like this really health fanatic and you're having this whole like vibrant vitality full of life force, all this stuff is what you've visioned yourself to be 10 years, then what is a dream that will get you there? So perhaps your dream is to really run a marathon or perhaps it's to... I don't know, have a vegan lifestyle or whatever it is, like whatever your dream is to support that. And just 10 dreams. So by narrowing it down, you actually are forcing yourself and forcing your brain to choose what is most valuable or what is most potent to you for this next phase of your life, whatever it looks like. And then once you've got those 10 different dreams, you pick one goal. So one goal that will orientate you towards that dream. So perhaps your goal might be, okay, I'm doing a half marathon on this day, or I, my goal is to be running 10Ks by January or whatever it is. Um, and funny enough, she actually doesn't put, she says she doesn't believe in putting dates onto vision boards of things because she feels that when the date comes around and perhaps you haven't quite achieved that thing yet, then it demotivates you because you feel so far away from what you are wanting to achieve. And actually, similarly, in Dr. Tara Swart's episode, when we were talking about vision boards and planning and making this like very clear picture for your future, I was telling her the process that I have of vision boarding and putting on post-it notes and then removing the post-it notes when those actions have been taken. And she was saying something that she likes to do is she likes to keep her vision board up so that she can see, she moves things over to a manifested place that she can see, wow, those things have manifested so that it gives her more inspiration to keep following the path, keep doing the work because it is coming true. It is manifesting. It is starting to take hold in her actual life. So it kind of spurs us a little bit more upward rotation, upward momentum to keep you going. Um, I love that because hmm. I think it's, it's gathering evidence which reinforces the belief that, that, that it's all possible. Exactly. And actually I had this experience now, I've just opened up every year I do a, a diary with this personal planner and I like to make a kind of like a collage. I do it in Photoshop and I make this collage of the visions that I want to have. This is separate and on top of the vision board that I have in my office. And then I print this out onto the front page of my journal of my diary for the year. And I was looking at these goals that I had put for myself and this vision board that I've put for myself. And actually I realized like, as I'm doing this, like everything that I've put here is actually really in process of manifesting. Like I feel like this is already coming to be and it's made me realize again, like maybe these goals that I have are too small. Maybe I'm thinking too small for myself. Maybe I need to have a little bit more of an expansive view of what is possible for me. But then and that's where this whole conversation came up is like, if I dream bigger, what am I going to have to sacrifice to get there? What am I going to have to let go of? What am I going to have to say, okay, I'm putting that to the side for now so that I can focus and manifest this other thing because we only we have limited capacity. And actually in Kim Ingleby's episode, she speaks about you can only focus on three things at a time. Rachel Hollis says, you know, you can only focus on one thing. So only do one thing. If you are trying to do yoga teaching and you're trying to do this and you're trying to do that and you're trying to do retreats and you're trying to do online stuff and you're trying to, it's just, it's too much and, and the, you, you actually can't manage it. So hone it down to what is most important for you. Can you get success in what that means for you in that specific area of your life? And she's like, and her analogy is that if you've got a, a pool of water or a well or a pond or something, and you taking a whole lot of little pebbles and you drop the little pebbles in, yes, it has a ripple effect, but 
it's quite scattered. Like you've got all these tiny little rocks that you're trying to drop in and it's got this kind of scattered ripple effect versus taking your focus and putting on one thing. So you've got this huge big boulder and you're dropping this boulder into the water. That then creates much more ripple effect than the scattered energy or the scattered focus to things that are on multiple different aspects and different planes of what you're doing. So that was another little interesting thing. And she says, you know, when you focus on one thing is a rising or a rising tide rises all boats or a boat in the, or whatever, something about like rising tide boats in the harbor. I can't remember it exactly, but if you rise the water in one section, all boats rise at the same time because of just that's just the way it works. When you are focused and disciplined in one area, then it starts to spill over into other aspects of your life. And it's about creating those habits, creating those structures that you don't have to think about anymore because they're just so part of who you are. So, you know, as we've spoken about these three pieces of health and relationships and wealth. you've got career, wealth, yeah. So when you're in a place where perhaps your relationships are so sound, like, you know, every single Tuesday you're having a conversation about this and you're having this real quality time, this closeness, and you've got this intimacy and you really have good communication. Like that is set part of your relationship. You don't need to think about that anymore. It's just happening. Or perhaps it's your health where you've got, you know how you eat and you know what fuels your body right. You know, you're getting enough sleep. You know, you're oxygenating, you know, you're moving well. Like You've got all these things Oxygen that are amazing. Yeah, you've been you know. listening to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's from it's from um, uh, the source Thank as well. You. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's actually interesting. Oh, well, I'll come on to that. Sorry, we, we are, I'm distracting you. Now. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's and but I mean that is yoga. It's oxygenating the body, getting that prana, getting that life force. Pranayama is breath work and yoga practice for a reason because it helps to fuel and nourish your brain and all these different things that is important for you. So yeah, once you've got all of those things and they're all working and functioning really well in your life, then you can have that energy freed up to focus on perhaps building your business. So yeah, when you when you lift and create a more vibrant state for yourself in one of those aspects, then I think it does filter into the rest of your life. Each week we get incredible feedback about our episodes of Kombucha and Color. We know our show is touching, inspiring and helping hundreds of women and we would like to reach even more can you help? You can help other women find the inspiration that you have found if you head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. If you screenshot your review and share it on Instagram stories or your Instagram feed tagging myself, Anna, Shay, or Kombucha and Color, we'll send you a wonderful restful yoga nidra practice to download so you can find some peace and calm in your day or a better night's sleep at night. Additionally, everyone who enters and leaves a review and shares it on Instagram will be put into a lucky prize draw to win a copy of my Beat the Bloat guide and Shay's yoga guide. You can love your body from the inside out with 174 pages, including over 100 pages of recipes, which walk you through my 28-day digestive reset process. This is perfect if you want to reset your body, address any unwanted health symptoms, or support your skin, hormones, energy, and digestion. Shay's 173-page yoga guide includes 116 pages of detailed pose analysis. It will give you all the tools you need to teach yourself yoga so you can sequence, practice, and flow safely in your very own home. Remember, all you need to do is go to iTunes, 
leave a five-star review, screenshot the review, and share it on Instagram stories or your Instagram feed, tagging myself, Anna underscore Marsh underscore Nutrition, Shay at Indie Yoga Life, or Kombucha and Color, Kombucha underscore and underscore Color. Head on over and do that right now before you forget, and then your yoga nidra practice will be on its way. It was ages ago now, I think it was one of the very early episodes where we spoke a little bit about identity and that's what I, creating this shift in identity, you know, I always say to achieve something you've never achieved before, you have to become someone you've never been, which is wiring in those habits so that they become unconscious. And then as soon as you have these new habits wired in, which are unconscious, then it creates the platform for the next goal. So as you say, like if your relationships are good, those habits are wired in. Your physical health is good, those habits are wired in. Then you've got this stable platform and then maybe it's focusing on your career. But then there's, I think there's always going to be this, we are supposed to feel challenged because that's how we evolve and grow. So there's it's always going to come, we are always going to come up against challenges and um maybe there will be a certain degree of sacrifice. Sometimes, you know, you have to push really hard just to, to hustle. But I think when it becomes a permanent state of being and it's, and you know, the, the, the wheels are starting to come off across all areas of life, that's a sign that you're out of alignment and that's an opportunity, just like a little niggle or a warning signal, a warning sign to, to pull things back in and, and to check in on, check in on yourself, what you really want and what your values are. So powerful. Do you want to share any other personal anecdotes from your journey of values and business creation and so where you down, are currently? I wrote down a little note. Um, I was running on some notes at the beginning when you were speaking because Shay completely surprised me with the topic for today. And <laughs> I guess probably one of the things to say, because you were talking about yoga girl and how she works, um, she works so hard, but on social media, she comes across like she's got this super balanced lifestyle. And, and just to say like, what you see on social media is not the truth. <laughs> it's a, it's a carefully selected, um, you know, version of the truth, should we say. And even though vulnerability is and authenticity are very, very helpful mar- marketing tools, I still think that a lot of people selectively are vulnerable and selectively authentic based on what they do and don't want to share. So that's just something to mention, you know, for the listeners, I think, I'm I'm really thinking of this from a business perspective, but like you see so many online marketers, you know, showing this kind of laptop lifestyle or, you know, earning a passive income by having an online course and passive income is a never passive does not exist. (laughs) (laughs) That is a lie. (laughs) Like even with my beat the bloat program, which, um, which is just running at the moment, like everyone's going, you know, it's like so amazing. You had 133 people sign up and it is amazing. 133 people signed up because I don't just do this work for the money and do this work to help people. And it's amazing to see 133 people who, have enough trust in me and the process that I'm going to guide them through and participating in the program and seeing, you know, they're all excited and the, the, the progress that they're making, that all of that stuff is the reason why I do the work. But the amount of energy it took to get 133 people to sign up in terms of like posting on social media, like 
three times a day, answering people's questions, constantly checking the numbers, constantly thinking, should I do this? Should I do that? Are enough people going to sign up? It's time as well as energy that it takes to, to get all those people to sign up. And, and it's huge. And then if you are somebody who really cares about your clients, like you and I do, and probably anybody listening to this podcast, is that you're always thinking about them. And you're always thinking about how you could help them. And if they're going through a challenge, you, you always think about, well, how can I improve myself so I can help them better? And all of that just consumes your mental headspace. It's, and this is where, um, as you said, like those boundaries are, always, are so important just to just to turn your brain off. My brain is so busy. <laughs> yeah. But I think also speaking to that idea of, and this, this is specifically related to passive income, but this idea of where attention goes, energy flows. And I can tell this 100% like in my business, like I have stationery that's listed on not on the high street, but I have not thought about it. Like I do not think about that. And it's not a big part of my business at this point in my time. Maybe it will change. I don't know. But when I don't have my focus and attention on that platform, my sales on that platform drop. And I've not done it. The platform hasn't changed. Nothing's changed on that system whatsoever. So there's no, there's no tangible reason for why they would change at all. But it's just when I don't have my focus there, it's not there. And the energy doesn't flow there. And we've spoken on many shows before, this concept that money is energy. So when I don't have my focus there, it's not drawing in anything for me. So, and we only have so much, we have limited attention, limited focus. So we have to choose based on our values, where we're going to place that focus. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's all consuming sometimes, especially if you're, if you run a launch or enrollment based business model, like I do, like those launch periods, I'm just coming up into another one now for my Grand Goddess group program. And I'm a little bit afraid because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh. Kind of, you know, you've, you've kind of like, it's not even the physical act of doing, but I'm like, I've got to mobilize my energetic resources to manifest the outcome I want for this enrollment period. And, and it's huge. It is mm. huge. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope that has, um, given people a little bit of insight into the minds of freelancers and you know the value system yeah but I think it's useful for anyone whether you run your business yourself or whether you're a mom or whether you are anybody like you know if you're a mom and your value is really to actually spend some quality time with yourself like how can you put things in place how can you put boundaries in place that can enable that for you if that's something that's a value to you or if it's a value to you to really be in your family the whole time like how can you say no to work or to other things that may be coming into your periphery that are not that important to you so it is really about knowing yourself and those practices of slowing down of meditating journaling getting clear with who you are and what is important to you I think really do help in being able to create those structures for yourself to support your life in the way that you want it to be. Yeah. And sometimes you've just got to say, no, walk away and take a day. I know that um, it's so easy when you are spun up to put so much importance on certain things. And we are all worthy of just taking a step back from time to time. And those steps back can actually be so important in terms of getting that clarity and Mm reevaluating. Well, anything else you want to add on top of that? No, I think we've painted a pretty depressing picture. (laughs) (laughs) On your own business, guys, it is great. (laughs) Okay, let's end on a high vibe and just say that like, 
I don't know what else I would do because um, I love the work that I get to do when I actually get to do it. I love my clients. I love that this has been such an opportunity for me to learn more, evolve and grow. And it does get better. Like the difference in me and how I manage my business and my time within my business is very different to what it was five years ago. And that is a testament to doing the work on myself. So in five years time, you know, there may be more nuggets and more bits of knowledge and more bits of wisdom and there may be a better balance. Um, and it is just life. Like we're always going to go through stuff if we are growth orientated. And if you're not going through a new business, you go through it with something else or, you know, in your house, or in your relationships, or all three at the same time. And... <laughs> And, um, but that's life and it's, it's learning to ride the wave and, and be okay. Mm-hmm. Just, just learn to surf and enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, no, it is. And I mean, yes, we have painted a dark picture, but you know, as, as well, like I would, I, there's no other work for me in this world than teaching yoga and, and doing the things that I do. And it's just the people that I get to serve. It's, it's incredible. Like it really is. I know this for sure. It's my path. And mm-hmm it's about reminding yourself that where you are is where you are. And, you know, I had a friend who's busy traveling. She's six months um, into a sabbatical and she was saying on Instagram, she said, you know, when you're traveling for this long, you kind of forget the novelty of it all. all. It like starts to wear off. So she's been doing this practice of I'm buying a coffee, but in Argentina though, I'm looking for vaccinations for yellow fever but I'm in Argentina though. And this constant reminder of like, wow, but this is actually where I am right now today. And it's, I was reflecting this to Warren last night. I was like, you know, that's actually how we should be living life because yes, I'm standing, yeah, I'm standing in the grocery store and I'm alive. I'm having a really shitty day and I'm alive. I'm having like this really big transition in my business and I'm alive all these simple things that bring us back into this idea of gratitude for where we are and being present and being alive. So yeah, you can take that away and create some sentences for yourself that just remind you of um, this appreciation of being alive here right now. Yeah. I love that because I think often a lot of the fear, a lot of the scarcity is about looking to the future and being like, Oh no, this is going to happen. Then I'm going to feel like this. But in the moment, actually like, you know, as we sit here recording our podcast, you know, with the roof over our head and um, maybe some food or a nice hot drink in our bellies. Um, and actually, you know, you and I both just love creating and we're getting to do that right now in this moment. And mm. that's something to be very grateful for. Mm. So on that note, thank you so much for listening and let us know what you thought about this episode. You can message us on Instagram or wherever you usually connect with us. We'd love to hear you. Speak to you all soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Kombucha and Color. If you have enjoyed or been inspired by our conversations today, please leave a five-star review on Stitcher or iTunes. Don't forget to share with friends and family. This will help other women find inspiration to live life bright. We'd love to connect with you on social media. Come find me, Shay, by searching Shay Dyer Yoga on Facebook or Instagram. You can find me, Anna, by searching Anna Marsh on Facebook or Instagram. And remember, you can always refer to the links in the show notes. See you next week. Hi, it's Shay here. 
Take a moment right now to reflect on how you measure a successful day for yourself. For a long time, I measured the success of my day based on the number of Instagram likes or followers I gained, the money I made, or the amount of love or praise I received. Whilst these are wonderful things to desire, using them as a metric of success left me feeling really depleted. It was only after some honest soul searching that I've truly shifted my metrics so that now I define my success on whether I'm able to answer yes to the following three questions. Have I moved my body today? Have I breathed or sat in stillness today? Have I created something today? Move, breathe, create. When I focus on these as measures of a successful day, I am able to really slow down get out of the busyness of my head, back into my body, and manifest things from a really authentic place. What's even crazier is that when I focus on these three things, all the other shiny pennies, the money, the praise, the followers, the likes, they all flow into my life with such ease as a result of me being in an energized, calm, creative, and aligned state. It's completely changed my outlook on life, and it's made me a much happier person. I really want to share all my tools with you so that you too can manifest the things you want in your life from this energized, calm, creative, and aligned state and feel really happy whilst doing it. Come and join me at movebreathecreate.com where you will find ways to energize your body and calm your mind along with creative tutorials and techniques to get you into that creative, manifesting state. Most Yoga Studio monthly memberships cost upwards of £100 a month, and you can join me over at movebreathecreate.com, where you can find not only yoga practices and tutorials, but also workbook downloads, community, meditations, soul work, journal ideas, creative prompts, and inspiration, all for less than £10 a month. It's like your own personal yoga retreat space. Come connect back to your body, mind, and soul with me at movebreathecreate.com. I look forward to seeing you inside of the community.